You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, where we go deep into the minds of real estate professionals. Here are your hosts, Paul and Sal. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on, everyone? <laughs> we are inside real estate. I am Paul Paslakis. We've got Salvatore Guzmano. Good How are morning. you? Good. We've got Brad Weisgerber. He just keeps showing up. Here <laughs> He's I am. really supposed to be part of the show. I don't know what's happening. How but are I you? like it. Yeah, I like it. Better than sitting at the office. And we have Caitlin Pengrazi. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me, guys. So just so the audience knows, we've had some fun already. Uh, We've taken some shots. Uh, it was Brad's idea. My wife's not happy about it. We're we're, in a, we're we're already in a bad spot. We got a great show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about Freddie Mac. Right. Uh, they're easing down some uh, their uh, their uh, guidelines. We've got um, uh, a conversation I want to have about uh, technology in our business and how people think they're going to like replace humans. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not really big on that. Uh, we've got a really special announcement. Stay tuned at the end of the show. I'm going to announce something that's really big. It's breaking news. My- Breaking news. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do I know what it is. What? Do I know what it is? I don't know that you do. I don't think I do. I don't, no, think, I don't know. I do either. I, I mean, I'm I, don't think, scared. I, don't, I don't think anybody does. That's, that's why it's breaking news, guys. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Caitlin, how are you? I'm so good. How do you feel about being around these misfits? I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. you, guys are, you guys are a good bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like to start my morning this way. Yeah, this is a good way <laughs> to start the morning. So, Kayla, give us a little bit about your background. Uh, how did you get into the business? Um, I, I know you're out of Max Brook in Birmingham, right? Correct, yes. yes. Um, so I was in corporate sales for like 10 years out of school, but Sounds I fun. did dabble in mortgages. My brother was in mortgages for about 18 years, and my mom's a broker. Um, she's got a little shop down river in Allen Park. Um for about 30 years. So I grew up in the business essentially. And, um, even though I moved away for a little bit when I came home, I just think that was a, like a good mix of, um, lifestyle and I loved people and I love housing. So I thought it would be a natural progression for me to move out of sales, working for the big dog and get into working for myself. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. How long have you been in the industry now? Three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. So a lot has happened over the last three years. Oh yeah. It's, it's a tough market. My mom says, uh, agents are made or, or, broken in this market you know it's mm-hmm. it's not for everybody it's mm-hmm. you know obviously seller seller forward so if you're getting started you're obviously working with a lot of buyers yep um so it's been a lot of good learning yeah. uh definitely more aggressive aggressive in the fact that i love aggression because i was in corporate sales for 10 years so yeah. it's good for me I, I i enjoy it beating out multiple offers That's making fun. fun with all the agents and uh making friends it's it's a quite a challenge but it's one that i really enjoy and you know, over the last three years, we've seen, uh, you know, probably when you started to where we are today, we've seen a big shift on the, in the market, right? Probably when you started, it was more of maybe a seller's market a little bit. It wasn't as competitive. Today, the competition to to get into a house or get your buyer into a house is like it's like legit. It's cutthroat right now. Yeah, it right? is absolutely cutthroat to the max. I mean, I I put an offer in on a house that had 33 offers. 33 offers. Yeah. I mean, think about that. It's just, how do you even set yourself apart? For a seller, it's like, how do you even sift through those? You know, hopefully you have a good agent that's like telling you what's up, but it's just, it's almost overwhelming. And when you see the winning offer... Because I think I know the the one you're talking yeah, about. It's you crazy. were in on that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. and it's you know way over ass. They're protecting it with an appraisal contingency. Yeah, I ended up doing that loan, waiving inspections. They waived. They did 
no limit appraisal waiver. Yeah. If it came in 40 grand light, they would have paid it. Yeah. So the audience the understands, uh, and we talk about this all the time, but what? I want to. I yeah. I want to. No limit appraisal waiver. Appraisal waivers are basically saying when you go to buy a house and you're getting a mortgage, it, you can only finance up to the mortgage, uh, the appraised value, right? Well, what these people are saying is, listen, we're going to go over appraised value uh, uh, no matter what, right? So like we'll go like 40K over appraised value. They don't right. care. Well, in that situation, most of the time, though, there's a limit, right? Three, five, ten grand, right. just depending on on the purchase price of the house and how many offers there are. But, I mean, that's really the only thing driving values up. Yeah, you know? definitely. But, it's good for comps in yeah. those neighborhoods. You you know, it but, sets the precedent, right? Right, totally. Yeah, it totally um, sets the precedent. I mean, it's it's just but as a buyer's agent, you have to protect your buyers, too. You don't want to get them in something that's totally financially risky. That's you know, a good agent. Yeah. Uh, right. A good agent's like, dude, listen, you're overpaying. Like for you to like like make that money back. Like it's a it's not a great deal for you. Like you can take it if you want, but if I'm advising probably against mm-hmm. it. Like that'd be like a probably a good agent that would do that, right? Totally. And you have to you know, you have to protect <clears throat> them, but you also have to say, eye on the ball, you know, you have to if you wanna win, you have to the winning is and the deal is getting the house. Yeah. And that does take extra measures now. Definitely. And I think, you know, from a buyer's perspective, you have to think two things, right? What is the house worth on paper, right, for an appraisal? And how bad do you want it? Right. Right? What are the emotional are you willi- Yeah. Are you willing right. to pay five grand over what it's quote unquote worth? Right. Right? Because if it's worth it to you, that's what the house is worth. Yeah. So it's it's a crazy market. I mean, look, and I've I've been saying this for a couple episodes now. These listing agents that like brag about getting their house sold in 24 hours, I think it's kind of funny. It's yeah. like, dude, shut up. It's like, like that's not <laughs> Everybody that Everybody does that now. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> like you're, you're one of a million. But if you're a buyer's agent and you get, and you win an offer against 33 offers or mm-hmm. 20 offers, that takes skill. That takes navigating and that, that takes an ability to like know how to get a deal done. Right. Which is much more difficult in our market. Wouldn't you say that? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the way, Brad just bought a house. Uh, buying. Buying. Buying, yes. yeah, pending. It, it didn't appraise. No, man. Oh no, <laughs> no. So <laughs> all three of our appraisals have come in low, and Chad's. All three. Of, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's crazy. So just, but the difference is, I, I mean, I didn't have uh, appraisal guarantee because I, I refused to because yeah, I've been searching either. for a house. Paul's for, the only one yeah, who did. Paul's uh, an idiot. <laughs> And it, I don't want to overpay yeah. for a place to live. I mean, look, I dude, yeah. I really wanted the house and I didn't care, but uh, for, that was what made what was important to me was me getting mm-hmm. into that house because it was a tough market last year, right? Right. So, uh, so audience understands, like all of us, me, Brad, Sal, and our other partner Chad, mm-hmm. all of us bought houses that didn't appraise. Think about that. And we're in the business, so mm-hmm. we know what we're doing. Right. Like, Imagine that, like, not really understanding the market and being like, "Why? What do you mean my house didn't appraise? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Right? You got to prepare. Like, that's a, a good agent will prepare someone and explain to them what's going to happen. What the you know contingencies? What are we going to do in this? I think a lot of agents are just like just trying to get the deal done. They're maybe newer. Or they don't care about the client. I honestly believe that if you care about the client, that you've got to inform them correctly. Right? Yeah. It's a totally different experience. Being, I mean, we see it every day. Right? We. we Try to calm buyers down when their appraisal comes in low and say it's not the end of the world. We, got, we you know, come to terms. It's it's a process. But now that like I'm on this side of the table, it's a totally different. I'm spun out like every other buyer is right. It's it's crazy. Like I deal with I dealt with it every day, but now I'm still just yeah. Man, what's going on? It's yeah. unfortunately it's just not as enjoyable of as a process as I'd like it to be for some of these buyers. It's not enjoyable you know, at all. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's so stress stressful. 
you know, they're, they don't understand. You try to explain it to them. And it's like, I, sometimes I, I pay for Zillow leads, right? And I get these guys and I, I don't know them. They don't know me. Yeah. And we're going to see houses and I'm like, this house is amazing. You should probably bid and we're going to have to go over. And they just probably think I'm like some greedy real estate like, agent that wants about? 40 extra right. dollars. But it's like, no, we need to do this. You want the house. Like, these are mm-hmm. what you need to do. Make your own decisions, but this is what needs to happen. So, so my advice would be is, is to the general public, if you have a good agent or you trust, listen to them. Yeah. Cause they, cause, cause they're, they don't want to have to, they don't want you to pay more than you have to. They probably have your best interest in mind, but you do have to listen to, to your counsel basically, right? right? Like you, they, you know best. Right. Like, yeah. Well, I think that the make or break in, in this business and this market is being able to establish trust with your clients. Totally. If they trust you and they respect your opinion, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they can always consult their family, their friends, whatever, but ultimately you have to trust the professional. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, Caitlin, uh, there's there's some topics. Just so everybody knows, the Fed's like meeting today. Right? I, I didn't bring that up. It's supposed to be a big one. Not the Fed's. The Fed. They're, they're the, the Fed. Right. The Fed's. Not the Fed. <laughs> the Fed is meeting today, and they're going to raise rates. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. Sal, Sal told everybody to lock in their their loans yesterday. He went crazy. He's like, "You need to lock. You need to lock. You he need to lock." Not. He called me yesterday. <clears throat> I did. You need yeah. to lock your rate, brother. Yeah, it didn't it's happen. too late. I think rates um, are going to go down today. You know, Ooh. it's it's. We should make a bet. No, we did yeah. a dollar. <laughs> we have a dollar, dollar. bet on it. One dollar. Well, it's bond. one of those things where either way, it's not going to go up too high and it's not going to go too low too quickly. But you know, you got to look like when you're buying a house, you have to realize when you're closing, right? Yeah. So for me, if you're closing in two weeks, right, that's probably a gamble worth taking, hedging your bet, right? Locking in your rate. Because if it yes. goes up, it, it might be the same rate. But it, people, I don't think, understand that, that the difference in rate, right? Or when people say rates went up, you might still have the same rate. It's the cost for that rate that went up, right? right? The or the credit that went yeah, down. Right. So, you know, with that being said, is it worth potentially hedging, you know, five $600 of extra cost for you? Are you okay with it? As it is today, it could get better. I don't know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But if it gets worse, I'm calling you to stop the bleeding. Right. Okay. And then you also have with the idea that people are going, like people are building new homes, right? Mm-hmm. When they're closing in 60, 90 days. Hey, they're going to raise rates. You know, that's the general consensus. And granted, I don't know for sure, but in that time frame, if I lock you in today at, let's say, four and a half, right? It might not be that big of a jump, but the average rate in 30 days might be 4.625, right? And we saw this in January where, well, you know, you're closing in 90 days. Let's float it out. There'll probably be another opportunity to get lower. And they went from 4 to 4.75, right? Or 4 and a quarter to 4.75. 30 to 45 days. It was crazy fast. So, you know, if rates go down, you can always refinance. But if they go up, there's not really not much you can do. So I'm I'm a hedger. Yeah, you know, hedge the bet. I'm a hedger. <laughs> I'm I don't a even know what that means. <laughs> Jessica, do you know what a hedger is? No. Thank I you. just picture yeah. Sonic yeah. in my head. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm a hedgehog. I'm, I'm I, I said that and looked at your, like, everybody's face was like, glassed over <laughs> eyes. Like, oh, man. nobody has any idea. But I, I'd rather about. hedge my bet, right? Be be safe. And yeah, for that's sure. that. And you know what? If you roll the dice, I told this to someone yesterday, it's not like life or death. It's not right. like if your rate goes up an eight. Are you alive? You're going to, like, yeah. It's. Are you still going to buy the house? Right. Because your payment yeah. went up $10. I mean, yeah. it's your risk. Right. But Kelly, what do you think? Do you think in this market um, that we're in a good market to buy today? Like, so there's there's a contingency out there, some people out there that are like, you know what? I'm going to wait till the crash because things are like, they're like, we're overbought right now. I think, I think there's going to be a correction. I'm going to wait for that. 
How do you feel about that mentality right now? I think there's two schools of thought I have about that. Like, obviously, economics over time has shown us that there will be downturns. There will be an end to this. But I also have this other school of thought that we didn't really ever have what we just got out of, which is like a major, major recession where people weren't building for quite some time. And so this supply issue, as well as these um, elderly not elderly, but the baby boomers are kind of sitting tight. Everybody's in a really low rate, you know, yeah. who wants to just like leave their 3% to go to a 5% right mm-hmm. now. So there's a lot of things. And on top of it in Metro Detroit, like we haven't had a booming city in 60 Ever. years. Ever. Yeah. 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 Like since, you know, I, I mean, it was booming once, I, once upon a time, I mean, but like, it's, alive, no, not yeah, when we were alive. No idea. So there's a lot of things that I think are going to, um, Make or break this next couple of years, but I think we're in for a strong real estate market for a while. A while the only thing yeah. that I think might mess with it is the rates. Um, cause if rates continue to go up, people can't afford as much. And so, you know, naturally yeah, but, something's going to have to, but as yeah. rates go up, so will rents, right? right. Here's, True. here's the reality. Rents are terrible right, right. now. Yeah. Actually. And they're going to keep going up. Well, the, <laughs> the thing that's driving the rates going up is, yeah, you just got cut off. Yeah. I mean, it does, does it all the time. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, uh, the thing that's driving <laughs> rates going up is, Economic expansion, new jobs, higher wages. So typically, you know, people who would say, well, I won't be able to afford it if the rate goes up two more percent. Well, you'll probably also be making another 10, 15 percent of your income. Mm -hmm. So So it's all relative. I disagree. I don't think it'll be raising rates that'll take us out of this. I think, if anything, it will be deregulation. So it'll be looser guidelines. It'll be a slippery slope, right? People getting, um, anytime guidelines get loose and people can make a buck, you're going to have the slime balls out there that are going to do it, and they're going to put people in homes they can't Glad afford. You brought that up. I mean, so, it's, it's, it's scary. That's a good segue. So I get this publication called National Mortgage News, and in it, there's a couple things that are happening. Right, The CFPB is in their five-year review. They're, they're, they're gonna, there's something called um, uh, QM, uh, Qualified Mortgage. They're, they're reviewing that to basically loosen those guidelines. Freddie Mac just announced that they're easing their 3% down payment program. So there's, it makes it easier for a first time home buyer. So we're already seeing, uh, in our market, a lot of loosening of, of the past guidelines and, and, um, and, you know, the CFPB is basically, they're not punitive anymore. They're not coming after people, especially with the Trump presidency. Right. Things are getting looser in our market. That's scary. Uh, I don't like it personally. And the reason I don't like it is, uh, the reason we uh, look. The pendulum did swing very heavy to one side. Let's be honest, right? We went from super deregulated to like, let's clamp everything down, which was necessary, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. We, we're now in a good little pocket where it isn't like super easy to get a mortgage, but it, but you can get one if you actually save money and make money, mm-hmm. right? You've got money for a down payment. What I'm going to start getting super worried, and it's already kind of happening, zero down programs, stated income programs yeah. where you don't have to show you all your income. Just filed bankruptcy last week. Yeah, you can get a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, well, that, that, and that, that freaks me out because um, we shouldn't give mortgages to people that, that can't make the payments. Right. Listen, right now, foreclosures are down. Uh, the market's super healthy. I, I'm worried that we're going to get amnesia. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're going to forget like that, like all this other stuff screwed us in the, in the long run. I don't want the housing market or the housing system to be the reason why we have a recession again. Right. right. The reason 2008 was so bad was because everybody lost everything in their houses. The yeah. housing market completely crashed. And it's like, that's a, that's a staple. That's a pillar in our business. Right. Mm-hmm. So imagine things get super loose and you don't need a down payment anymore to get a house. Well, I mean, I'd like it, 
personally as a buyer, but I wouldn't want it to happen. Like yeah. I, I would want to put money. Yeah, down. you'd like to be drunk every day too, but that wouldn't be conducive <laughs> to like the, a lot of things I'd I mean? like to do every day. Right? Like if you like, there's a lot of fun things, but at some point you pay the piper. Well, right? And, Sal and knows he when he drinks. He has a hard time the next day. <laughs> I don't think you do, though, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> you usually come to work. No, my, my hangovers are bad. They're really bad. <laughs> but even with, like, let's say, a 3% down program, right, or an FHA loan, which is 3.5% down, I think a lot of people fail to realize that you don't have – Whoa. Oh, we you, just lost you know, Mike's Jessica. You don't have 3.5% equity, right? Like you have on an FHA loan, you have to finance. You don't have to, but most people do, right? Hence them putting minimal down three, uh, 1.75% of the loan amount on top of the loan. So that means you have 1.75% equity in a house that you just bought or a VA loan with the funding fee. You put zero down and what is it? 2.25%? Depends. It could be 3.3. Rolled on, yeah. yeah. Rolled on top of the loan. You're underwater 10 grand on a. Two hundred thousand dollar house, mm-hmm. right off the bat, right off the bat. And Caitlin, like if if like if property values start declining and you don't have a lot of equity and you start not maybe be able to make your payments, it's tough to hold on to that house. Yeah. That's yeah. when you start having problems, right? Yeah, you can't you're, in a, you're in a not good spot. Yeah, yeah. the investors out there would be excited. Yeah, because then you foreclose and they'd have uh, something to buy finally. Oh my God. But For, yeah, foreclosures are at an all time low right now. Really, mm-hmm. they're very low. We've got a really healthy uh, economy, but again, I do worry. I have this fear, and I've, I've said it before, let's not forget what got us in, into the mess that we mm-hmm. were in. Right. The reason we're healthy right now is because a lot of things that we put in, let's not strip it all back. There should be like common sense stuff. Yeah. But on another note, actually, Sal just closed a loan for me um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, one of my buyers, she did the 1%, 2% match with Fannie Mae. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she makes good money. She works at Blue Cross. We just don't have as much money in the bank these days. Yeah, like right. Our parents, that's what they did. They saved for a house. Yep. Our grandparents, they saved for a house because that was the American dream and that's what you did. Now we want to have our lifestyle and our house. And mm-hmm. and we have our student loans. And I know it's a slippery slope, but if you're making good money and you can put some away yeah. and you can put, to, you know, you're going to be able to make those payments and you're going to be able to live and do some updates because a lot of these houses need updates. All of them do. Yeah. yeah but it was a, a different world back then then too though so those generations saving for a house i mean how much did a house cost back then Forty thousand, seventy thousand, hundred thousand, maybe like maybe. housing was so much cheaper back yeah. then. well and look what a car cost back right. then right uh i mean in the 70s you could buy a brand new car for i think like eighteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. right i mean a car right now to get a, a nicely equipped truck is 50 grand yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, I used to be a house dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? It's pretty. Talk nice about twenty percent down on a fifty thousand dollars house versus twenty percent down on a five hundred thousand dollars. It's all, guys, it's all, also it's all relative. It's all salaries. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, inflation. Well, the amount of taxes you take out, and then if you want to have a retirement, you got to take out you know another ten percent of your check. You walk away with what five hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's if you don't go to the bar and blow it in two nights. Yeah. <laughs> so, true. So you know it's kind of tough. I mean, <laughs> wow. it's tough to save. All right. Next topic, guys. Uh, a mortgage in 30 minutes. There's a there's a lender out there called Lenda that that is strot Lenda like Linda. Like, is it Lenda. gangsta? <laughs> stop it. Just stop. <laughs> so uh, they uh, they want to basically get a mortgage done in 30 minutes. Uh, it's it's crazy. They they basically said uh, you could have a human try to determine whether something qualifies, or you can build that into a tech and start doing it in lightning speed. 
bro, no. like, what are you doing? Like, we're going to just remove the human element and just like everything's going to be black and white. And it just, it's like a credit card approval. It's, dude, that's not going to work. The more we remove the human element out of our business, the worse life is going to get, in my yeah. opinion, right? Like, like, like some of these, like buying a house off Zillow site on scene without professional guidance and a really complicated transaction is, is, is crazy, it's right? It's insane. Right? Think about that. Yeah. Like, who's going to help? Like, these for sale by owners suck. Like, doing a mortgage in 30 minutes without really, like, having a human look at it is going to suck, mm-hmm. right? It's bad for the consumer. Like, you may be able to get it done, but you may be in a bad mortgage. You might not be in the right loan for you. You might struggle through it, and you're going to yeah. hate your life. If you can get a mortgage in 30 minutes, how much time have you ha- had to think about that and what you're doing and the terms and yeah. did you check the rate? So and, brutal. You know. It's stupid. It would be sweet. How is it even possible? It it's not. It makes no sense. It's not. It's really not possible. Yeah. How do you pull it title? Is, no, it's it's possible. No, it's not. Is it? Not it right is now. If they had a system that would. How are you going to get an appraisal done, bro? Under- yeah. Oh yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Oh. But you it's can not get a, possible. You can get everything that you need as a buyer done in thirty minutes, and then let the process finish itself. The companies that are doing this, like there's a big company out there that spent billions of dollars advertising this do-it-yourself mortgage, and it's kind of flopping, right? It's struggling because nobody wants to do are it. You're talking about the, the Quicken. Yeah. It's well, not flopping, bro. It's not doing it's, it's, But what, people are using it, but there's still a human doing it. Like, people don't understand, yes. like, this rocket mortgage thing. And we're, we're really, like, in tune with it because we're in the area. It's a great marketing tool. There's a lot of it that's automated. There's still a human on the other end doing a lot of stuff. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. There's still people pushing paper and pushing buttons. And, like, like it's not, like, totally automated. This company just wants to make it basically... I think it's great for like refinances, right? Well, it's great for the company because they- A refi I get. Yeah. A refi I get. lower your rate. Here's the rate. Here's the points. Okay. Well, as a a consumer, you have less education as to what you're getting. So they can basically offer you just very bland products where they have higher margins on it and you don't know the difference and you don't have anyone to talk to to find out. So it's great for them. Kayla, what are you- Again. Jessica. I'm trying to like mute out your paper, but you just keep playing with it. Oh, is that what it is? Well, you got to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, Kayla, what do you think about appraisals right now? I just had um, a good week in appraisals. I had four come back at value, and there was some, all of them went over a little bit, and that's buyers and sellers that I'm working with. Um, I think, you know, obviously we're in the thick of it, you know, April, May, Mm -hmm. June. So we have a little bit better appraisals to comp with um Uh but a few months ago it probably wasn't as generous um i think that the appraisers are kind of getting with it they they know that the market's super strong and if you have a good listing agent they should be meeting the appraiser in my opinion with some comps telling them one more time if you have a good agent you should be meeting the appraiser which doesn't happen very often which i do every time with comps and make nice and tell them about you know the neighborhood there's you know because a lot of them don't know every neighborhood right Right. some of them aren't even from the area and uh tell them there's multiple offers there was so much interest and you know just do whatever you can to make those prices go as high as they can and those are facts right it's not like you're turning their ear and saying we need to hit this like they uh and I've seen that, right, in rebuttals and whatnot. I'll show another comp. This had multiple offers, blah, blah, blah. And they will take that into effect and usually bump the value mm-hmm. if it makes sense and it's a good comp. But, you know, that's the first thing I ask on a low appraisal if the listing agent calls me as well. Did you did you meet the appraiser? Did you show them the comps that you're telling me about? Mm-hmm. No. No. Why oh. not? No. Well, that's 
uh, to me, right? That's yeah. part of your job. Of, yeah, some of, people yeah. say that you're trying to tell them how to do their job. No, you're just helping them get to an end result that makes sense for everybody. Yeah. You're giving yourself the best opportunity right. to get and the you best value yeah. possible. I'm not saying use these. I'm saying here's, hey, here's the a packet facts. of comps yeah. that we think you know represent the property right. well. Most appraisers will be like, "Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Now I can pull these comps, and if they're good comps, I'm going to use them. Right. Right. I feel like this if if this was a buyer's market, you would see listing agents going to every appraisal every time meeting sure. the appraiser. But mm-hmm. I think, and maybe it's just me. I don't want to give realtors a bad rap out there, listing agents, but. They're getting so many offers. They're like, "Oh man, this is cake. I can kick back." And lazy. Then, yeah, laziness. Exactly. I'm let's gonna, let's be clear. You know I, mean? I don't want to. And that's a that's a total that's total speculation. Right? Uh, let's be clear, and I believe this wholeheartedly. There's there, there's a good population of agents that are really good. Mm-hmm. Most suck. Yes. <laughs> can I say that? Yes, yes, you can. Yeah, a lot of agents aren't good at their job. They're part time, and I mean, there's nothing against. I'm like, I'm not against it, but like, like you got like some agents don't even know how to really truly fill out a purchase agreement. Yeah, which is a problem. Yeah, and it's not really their fault all the time. They they're just not don't getting have. Trained. They're not getting trained. No. They don't have. They don't have a mentor. They're not. They have tutelage. Mm-hmm. Somebody just gave them a phone book or like gave them a lead and like call these people, right? Yeah. Give them a template. Or they don't take it seriously contract. enough. To them, it's like, well, I do you know three, four deals. It's a, a year. Well, you don't get out of school. Grand. And know how to sell real estate. No, right. It's 40 hours of training, and you're not going to be able to sell real estate after that. And that 40 hours doesn't really teach you No, anything. it doesn't. It teaches you more mainly legal jargon. Right. You know, don't break the law. Don't break the law. Don't be an idiot, right. basically. Um, but there's a lot of p- very poorly trained agents out there because everybody in reality thinks that they can sell real estate. But the reality is it's not true. It's not million-dollar listing. It's not million-dollar <laughs> listing. And, and yeah, you could sell a couple houses and make some good money. But, like, are you going to be serving your clients in a way that benefits them and makes them feel like they're getting the best service, the best, you know, because a lot of, you know, clients out there, they're like, well, you've only been in business for a few years. But I joined a team last year. I I, I recently left the team because I was doing quite a bit of business, but I joined the team because I knew I didn't know a ton. support. I wanted to hear from other agents, have eyes on all of my clients to make sure I wasn't making any mistakes. And I think it's actually beneficial for all agents to do that because if not, you're out there Willy nilly by yourself, like no trying idea. to sell real estate and trying to, you know, Google yeah. things that you should be knowing, <laughs> you know? You know, it is funny because everyone, like, that's probably like one of the the most common things I, I hear when people are, well, I'm trying to get into real estate. Well, it's not million dollar listing, but the reality is that it is million dollar listing. They, they just don't understand the work that it takes to get there. Oh, it's, right. But it's that opportunity is complex. there. Right. Yeah. There are I mean, people who list multi million dollar homes. Million dollar listing, yeah. I emailed Ryan Searhart. To be on our show, <laughs> I did. Did you get a response? No, yeah. I've, I've actually reached out to him like ten times. He married a Greek girl. I figured we had a connection. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> right? I know his wife. I, I, I even, I literally, I'll show you guys the email. I sent a picture of me and my wife to him and said, "Look, my wife really wants you on the show. She thinks you're hot." <laughs> it's not working, Ryan. No. Ryan, if you're listening, which you're probably not, please come on the show. It'd be awesome. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, look, the market is super tight. It isn't getting better. So my whole it's point getting a little bit better, like a little teeny There's, bit. Like yeah. June has been promising, you, you know. But we had such a offers. crappy winter; nobody wanted to move. You had thirty-three right. offers. Well, I know that was six weeks ago. Okay. Six weeks ago. Sorry, uh, yeah. I, I I misspoke. So, it was like about six weeks ago, right? Yeah. You closed the loan on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's getting a little better. I'm okay. seeing a little bit of pushback. Some things, some price reductions, things like that. People are getting a little, right? You well, know, selfish. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, a little greedy. That, that happens. Yeah. Well, yes. and I'm I'm talking to a lot of agents. Like, hey, what's what's going on? I haven't heard from you in a while. Well, I got a lot of listings. You yeah. know, I'm I'm not really talking to a lot of buyers. So, well, if you were th- if, buyers are tough right now. Yeah, their buyers are tough. And if you're thinking about selling your house and you're looking to get top dollar, this might be it. 
right? This like, is it might be, this is it. but it's. I don't. Know. I don't think it's it. But you will get very good money yeah, for your house. Totally. Right? This is it. What? This is it. You no, you, it's not. You can't, you can't say it. I don't think it is. No, because you're an idiot. If this it makes why, sense no, today, you're an idiot. I'll tell you why. Then you're an idiot. do it. Oh, it's yeah, like, you're right. Right, well, right, right. Don't ever that. think. Don't ever hold out for. I don't think it's top dollar. No, today is top uh, dollar. Well, bottom, sell your house. You have a good and point. I'll bottom line is statement. Bottom Sorry. line is this: it's like talking about locking in your interest rate. Yeah, right? if it makes sense today, do it. Yeah, it's a good. Point. Does the number work for you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But where are you gonna go? That's the question. Yeah. Where are you know. gonna go? You're gonna pay top dollar somewhere else. It's the same thing. It's yeah. Tomato, yes. tomato. So here's the deal. Like I don't. I think a couple things are gonna drive our market going forward. Millennials buying houses, people having babies. There's a big population of people that are looking for houses. First time buyers are there, right? You also have a big population of people, uh, baby boomers, that are gonna downsize. Yes. They don't want that colonial. They don't want to walk up those stairs. They need. They need that ranch. They want that uh, assisted that living. Whatever it is, right? They don't want to have to cut the grass. So, and they're going to start moving out. So there's like, there's all these buyers that I think are going to start in, going in the, and they're already there. I don't see demand slowing down for the near future. I no. don't. As long, if they can start building more, um, housing for those baby boomers, you know, ranches yeah. and like, you know, affordable, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's like the biggest mm-hmm. crunch on the market right now is, yeah. is my parents aren't going anywhere. There's nowhere for them to go. Right. There's no downsizing opportunities. And there's, it's just, you know, the real Unless estate here is just lacking away. a little bit. What? Unless they want to move right. an hour away. Like your parents, your parents moved to what? Port Huron, right? Yeah. And it, you know, I hear that more often. I'm like, what? Like when I heard that they're moving to Port Huron in my head, I was like, that's how far away. They wanted man. far away from you. Good luck. Right. <laughs> like, but, uh, now I hear more and more like people moving up there and it's like, Oh, okay. And it's nice up there. It's really there's nice. There's a lot yeah. of newer homes. Yeah. 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 No, there's there's nice houses in a lot of different places. People are building houses, uh, built, like, but they're on the outskirts, right? Uh, these millennials want to have walkability. They want to live mm-hmm. in a, a Royal Oak, uh, a, a, a Ferndale, a Birmingham, whatever it may be, right? right. People like living there. But you know, if you want to get outside, you could probably find a house like in Howell. Yeah, I'm like terrified to move out to the super suburbs. Like, I just don't want really? to do it. I call, I call it the, the super, super suburbs. Because, like, you know, Ferndale, Royal Oak, those are suburbs. But they have cute downtowns. They have some mm-hmm. walkability. Got and it. then you go out 40 minutes, and then I won't be seeing any of my friends. It's like, yeah. you know, I'll make new friends, I'm sure. But I just, I like to go out. I like to go to the city a lot, you mm-hmm. know. So it's, to me, it's, I don't, I'd rather have a smaller house, smaller mortgage right now. Yeah. And deal with, like, my child getting larger and tearing up the house than moving out to a large yeah, colonial. Yeah, so I, I did the, I moved to Novi. That's that's pretty far out there. It's a super suburb. It's a super. Is that is that a super suburb? <laughs> it's got a nice downtownish area. No, no. Well, we're like Northville has a nice downtown. Yeah, like Northville's yeah. nice, but like to so Nor- like drink coffee and eat. No, Northville. <laughs> Northville is like dead. Right, you go you go at like a Sunday Sunday like night. Yeah. There is nobody there. Can, can we do something about that, Northville? If you're listening, get some bars. Get like do something. Yeah. Don't you live there? Why don't you do something about it? No, they're all parents. Parents don't do anything. All yeah. it's a good place to grow your family. It is. No, great yeah, place. Yeah, that that yeah. part is great. Yeah, I like that so, part. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on, Salvatore? How have you how have you been? Good. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when you have kids, just drop it. Huh? I don't it? know, man. <laughs> the, you want me to drop the special guys? Yeah, okay, so it? we've got. Let's drop it. Oh, you hear that? It's breaking news. I've just been handed this announcement. So I want the audience to know. Salvatore Cusmano is dating someone. Come on. That's the announcement. Come on. All She's right. off the market. Can we, can we, give, can we give her? Oh, his there, there were multiple offers. <laughs> <laughs> Over asking, man. Oh, there were multiple offers. Praise uh, the waivers. Let's. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, Paul uh, never ceases to just amaze. Yeah, me. just yeah. you know. Sal, yeah. Sal's growing up, man. He's settled down. He's got a house now. Salvatore a has a house. He's got a girl. Got a next a next little is going to be the ring, and then the kids. Come on, and then moving whoa, to the super whoa, suburbs, whoa, whoa, whoa. man. No, I don't think. I don't. Think, I don't, I don't the, no, Salvatore cannot get a ring yet. He can't be taken away from me. I'd be very jealous. I'd be very upset. <laughs> oh, it would man. really hurt my soul if Salvatore put a ring on it and it wasn't me. <laughs> He's okay. not kidding. He's not kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So that that was the breaking news. How do you Thanks, feel about man. that? Thanks, uh, man. Really good. Yeah. Um, anyways. Okay. So, uh, moving on. Uh, what about Trump? Like, like he's going to get reelected. We know that, right? No comment. Absolutely. I know. Listen, I, he is not. I will unless he gets arrested or indicted for something. He is getting reelected. No guarantee. Way. No way. Absolutely. No, no way. Because no. you know who's going to come out this time is our generation that a lot of them are liberal and they're not going to let it happen. Dude. We didn't come to vote a, last there's time. There's an underbelly in this country. Dude. That, All those people are getting really old. Then no. they can vote though. What are they gonna, They'll wheel themselves in and be like, Trump. <laughs> I love Trump. It is. I mean, it's only four <laughs> years away, right? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's or a three. couple, couple years. Yeah, guys, it's guys, it's not happening, Paul. He's I'm getting, just, no. Economy's doing really well. That's, if that happens, not just because of him, though. No, if but that it happens, I'm matter. running his company from Canada. It doesn't matter if it's him. People's perception oh, is that it is him. Yeah. Right? It's not reality, but listen, he just like, he's going to win a, like a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, like, like all this stuff that he's doing. Although he's like a maniac and he says a lot of different things that are not good. Listen, I'm not a Trump fan. I just want the audience to know that. But you can't take away from the situation at hand. The reality is, as much as you hate him, he's he, the perception is he's doing a lot of good things and he's gonna get reelected. I do love his love for real estate. That's about the only thing I can say I really like about him. Listen. <laughs> And his spin selling, Brad, by the way, his spin selling uh, skills. It's pretty good. It's pretty. No, good. It's not even that good though. Could, no, it's not even that good. All, all he has is like he's like he just he just basically blatantly lies and says, yeah, whatever. Blatantly lies. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Like everything. And he he's untouchable. It's actually crazy how how good he is. Yeah. Uh, Brad's super left, right? Yeah, yeah. He's super left. You're probably pretty left. No comment. Yeah, <laughs> Salvatore. I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. Yeah. I, I'm I'm I lean more way more left, but I don't I, really think about it. You know, no, Sal, you're not really into it that much. <laughs> yeah, it's a, whatever. You know, what what's today look like? But would what's, you ever think that like he of all people would get uh, the 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 Rocket Man and him in a room shaking hands to like a peace accord? And by the way, yes. The the military had no idea he was going to sign some peace accord either. Like they were no. like, "What did you do?" Of course, it would be him because this this isn't a breaking thing. Every president before him has had the opportunity to because it's North Korea's dream to have a meeting and be legitimized in the world. Donald Trump's the only dumbass that said yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think it's a good thing? Honestly, like wh- like why yes n- no? Why not meet with him and like like have a because it legitimizes him. Who cares to the world? Who as who cares? Why? Why it gives him more power person. to be something stupid? Is it like recognizing a terrorist? Is exactly. Or but is he right. a bad person? A he just really being. wants to take care of his country, maybe. He is alter ego. No, he, like, yeah. <laughs> Who, Trump or the No. Other guy? Oh. Kim he, he wants to take care of his country. Do you know what he does to his country? I don't really. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. God. It looks really clean. It, yeah. It's orderly for yeah. sure, but it's threatening and yeah, it's not good. I don't know. But they probably got a lot in common, those two. Yep. They're probably like best buds. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're probably like, like we're, fr- we're brothers. Yeah. We're happy. I mean, <laughs> Listen, we're gonna make the best deal. It's gonna be the best piece yeah, ever. Yeah. When you're like, you want to go hang out, man? It's him. You know, it's just a it's strange him. situation when when people are probably half the people watched the video of of Donald Trump and Kim Jong Il or whatever meeting, 
And then the other half probably watched Don, Dennis Rodman's reaction. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> and like, I see all three of them. that and take that into effect of like what this actually means. <laughs> He's like the only other American to go there and not like get beat to death. Well, they're friends. They're all friends. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so. it's, it's Donald Trump, Dennis Rodman, and Kim Jong-il. And they're the hanging out, and they're hanging out, and they're they're drinking like whiskey sours at a, at some bar, like hugging each other, and be like, "Man, I love you, <laughs> I love you too." All right, all right, we're moving all, on. Yeah, we're all, I, I, the show's pretty much over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have to end on that. Can we end on something else? What do you want to end? I on? I don't know. Something else. Salvador's well, dating Sal, someone. Yeah, you're dating no. someone. So, so tell us Caitlin, about this girl. How do we get a hold of you? Oh yeah, let's go. Oh two four eight seven two seven seven two sixty. You can find me on Instagram at Make Moves with KP Detroit. And you can find me all over Facebook as well. Yeah, give that number yeah, one more time. Yeah. I missed that. Two four eight seven two seven seven two six two. Would love to hear from it's you and talk to you about your housing. She's needs. one of the good ones. People, reach out to her. Thanks. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having Salvatore, me. Salvatore, how do we? Uh, how do people Sal? find us? I, 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 Man, what? Omega. Why are you doing Sal? You want to do it? No. Yeah. Thought... Oh, oh Je- uh, yeah, Jessica. Tell it. Tell the audience how they can find us. Oh, on podcastdetroit.com, search for Inside Real Estate or go to SoundCloud or iTunes or any of the other podcasting websites. Yeah. The podcast comes out, what, Friday on the platforms? Yeah. So you get the early sneak peek if you watch live on Facebook. Right. So just for the audience, could you guys just like like us? I'd appreciate it. It's Ryan Seahart if you're you're listening. Paul needs validation. (laughs) If you're Ryan Seahart and you're listening, I love you. I like your tight pants. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> Play the outro. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day. See you next week. We love you.